0: everybody and welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm Tyler and it is a wonderful, hot summer day and I'm drinking a delicious hot cup of coffee because I am just a glutton for punishment. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I have a really awesome episode in store for you this week. I just want to touch on a few things really quick. Uh, First two being the SAG After Negotiations and the Writer's Strike it looks like the writers' Strike is still in full swing, uh, not really hearing anything as far as improvements go. So we can only hope that things work out in their favor in the coming weeks. As far as SAG goes, though, it looks like we are on the up and up as far as negotiations go. So fingers crossed those close with some positive results so that we can just immediately go back to the writers' Strike and you know close that in the best way we possibly can, and we can all get back to work. I mean, I'm not sure how hard it is to pay somebody what they're owed. uh, So it makes no sense to me. But um, yeah, that's about it. As far as industry stuff goes, it's been pretty quiet over here. You know, we're sending in auditions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it is much, much slower. On another avenue, we are actually going to be at Denver Fan Expo this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think it's, uh, it's June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. So if you are there, feel free to come say hi and take a picture with us because we will be wearing matching white hats with the uh PWRP logo because uh we're on a budget. <laughs> and I definitely wasn't going to red or er, red, wear a solid red hat with white lettering. <laughs> oh no, thank you. But let's get right into this week's guest because I I had to bring up Denver Fanatics, but not only to, to pitch it. But my guest this week also loves to embrace, you know, the cosplaying culture and she loves pinup style. She loves Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Ring. She is a constant. When I say Lord of the Ring, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, she's a content creator. She's a writer. She's an educator. She is an avid explorer. And this would be the lovely Ashlyn Sparks. Now, I will say, uh, full disclosure. If you have kiddos uh, in the car while you're listening to this, maybe save this episode for a little bit later because there is some uh, some adult material that will transpire through the conversation as far as, you know, topics to be discussed. Uh, so, yeah, just warning all of you who have kiddos out there or, uh, you know, if you want to save this for not listening to it in public, definitely do. But it is a just an amazingly fun chat, a very goofy one. Uh, giggles abound and we talk about, you know, her career, uh, moving up into, you know, becoming an OnlyFans creator, creating her own business, and uh, cultivating what she calls the girlfriend experience uh, for her online services, in addition to everything else she loves, including video games, movies, photography, vintage everything, and sports. Uh, Oh, and travel, as I mentioned before. So without further ado, with this very long intro, let's get right to it. Let's sit down and have an amazing chat with the lovely Ashlyn Sparks.
1: i am Ashlyn Sparks and I am an online content creator.
0: And how did you launch into that? Because I feel like there's a, it's a, a broad umbrella term now, right? It Saying, is. I'm a content creator, but how did you get into it? What was the start for you?
1: Well, so sex work for me started in my mid-20s and there's so many things that you don't realize could be considered sex work, right? Like to use a little quotes, but I started out as a sugar baby and realized very quickly that through television and some TV shows out there, I mean, we've all seen cat house. I was like, I want to go work at a brothel. And at the time, plus size girls were not the industry norm. They weren't really um, accepted. And you go through an interview process. And when I interviewed, they were like, we don't normally hire girls like you, like flat out straight said. You are not our typical type, but you interviewed really well. So if you can fly out here to Nevada, because I was in Minnesota at that time, just a Midwest girl trying something new, and I I knew I always wanted to be in adult work in some way, but what I wanted to do was not conventional for plus size girls. So um, like my I wanted to be a Playboy cover model, right? Like wow, that was my I want to do that. And then I very quickly realized as I developed, you'll never see a girl like me on Playboy's cover. Hmm. And that is what it is. No hate against them. They have a great brand. But then I was like, oh, what can I do? And I found that and I loved it. I love to be with people. I love to create adventures. And I was just, I always call it baby hoe. I was a baby hoe. (laughs) And I got there and even the owner was like, we don't normally hire plus size girls. And at that point, me being the competitive person I am, I was like, okay, you got this. And I met what is now one of my best friends. She started on the same day I did. And she is conventional. She's very conventionally attractive. Um, and that's great. And it works for her. Tall, skinny, blonde, you would see on Playboy, right? Her and I are best friends. And so we made a pact that day I said, we are going to be one and two they rank you based on sales that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a whole nother deal I (laughs) said we're gonna be number one and two and within six months we hit that goal I actually was number one booker and she was number two and it phenomenal time in my life and really just empowering and changed a lot for me It, it really changed my whole outlook on what I could do. Um even being plus size and non-conventionally attractive, to use those terms, um, and it just went from, from there. And the people you meet there is how I got into online content. So I worked with porn stars. I worked with girls who did camming. Like sex works as a as a wheel. I'll call it. All the spokes come together at some point. And then kinder you are, and the more people you know, the more you learn. And one of the girls there was like, Hey, have you ever thought of doing XYZ? And I was like, No, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because long story short, I hit my goals there. I retired and just went to online. And then COVID hit.
0: So <laughs> Oh sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was really blessed that I was not doing in-person work um at that point. So
0: Wow, there there's a lot I want to ask you about, but I do want to see just out of curiosity. When did your interest in you know the adult industry start? How how did that transpire for you?
1: You know, it was probably my mid-teens. Um, I did the beauty pageants and the cheerleading and all of those things that are very um, body-driven, appearance-driven. And you get used to that, like that attention and that high of I am the focus. And so you start looking for other things as you grow up. Like I can't be a cheerleader forever. Well, I wanted to be. Um, But then I realized I have really two left feet. So (laughs) I cheered through (laughs) high school and that was it. Um, And then, you know, I just started seeing the TV shows and I'm, my my mom of all people really I grew up idolizing Marilyn Monroe and Playboy, like I knew about the bunnies on the cover at a really young age. Um and the hidden bunnies, you know, I don't know if you know that. There's always a bunny the Playboy bunny is always hidden on the cover somewhere.
0: Oh I did I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you oh, go wow. to the school magazine somewhere on the cover is their little signature rabbit. And so like they would come to the house and we would look for the bunny and it was just a piece of artwork, right? It wasn't about the pornographic end of it. It was, this is a beautiful woman and sexual health is good and being you is good. So probably mid, mid teens or so. And I just grew from there.
0: I love that you, you, you looked at it as a piece of, Art, oh, which yeah. I think is what they—that's their primary goal. Like, yes, they—they they sex sells and nudity sells, but there's so much artistic merit to every single cover that they made yeah. or every single photo shoot. That's that's I've never heard anyone put it that way, and I yeah, think more uh, people need to acknowledge that.
1: The <laughs> icons that have been on the cover—if you take away the sexualizing of it and you do just turn it into art in that person. You know, Dolly Parton's been on the cover, you know, Marilyn Monroe's been on the cover. How many people through rock and roll music history have been on the cover, among among other things? I mean, they don't do that anymore, but when they did, there's a reason because it was a pinnacle of a magazine Hmm. and the amount of sexual information and help you got from there was impeccable. We didn't have the internet back in my day. (laughs) um we didn't have the internet to to look at those things and to learn so you had to just go to the they had professionals that worked there so that was that's kind of where it started
0: so i mean next steps obviously before you ended up going to nevada what were you doing to sort of satiate that that artistic pursuit to join the industry were you like uh, like burlesque dancing or you know like something like that Did you get into any of those
1: no i um Again, figured out I have two left feet. So like being a stripper (laughs) wasn't an option. Um, (laughs) They don't just let you stand there and wiggle your butt. Those girls are gymnasts. (laughs) And so I couldn't take any of the conventional routes, right? Like even if I walked in, if I walked in, in our body positive world we have today into a strip club, they would look at me and go, we can't hire you. Um, Because it's different. It's out of the conventional cookie cutter. And that's okay. So, I just found my own way. So, from there, I was uh, in a lot of business situations because I was training horses and I was also a professional assistant um, for a tech CEO. And I got put in places where guys see young girls and they want to help them. So, it was, what are you doing with your life? It's more of a mentoring, right? Like, what are you doing? What do you want to be when you grow up? And so, That's where the whole sugaring thing comes in. And I was like, this just seems not that anyone was mean. And I never had any bad experiences. I had some really great experiences being a sugar baby, but I wanted more. I wanted to be able to go out and have more clients and more people and make people happy. And that's when the show Cat House came out and the girls next door was out from Playboy. I don't know if you remember that. One.
0: I do remember that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we had the baby days of the internet and so you could google, you know, what is this place? And so it was it was a quick jump for me from realizing that I enjoyed being taken care of and making them and fulfilling a need, right? Like they don't have the time to be reciprocal with their energy and their schedule. It's when they want, how they want, what they want. And I didn't mind that because I got downtime and I got to go shopping and I got to live this life in my twenties that my girlfriends didn't have, you know, they were all focused on getting married and settling down. And I was like, Oh no, no, I want to go to Cabo. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new cruise out. I want to go on a cruise. So it was all about the experiences and then giving experiences. And so when I got to go to the brothel, I was like, this is like customer service on steroids. Is the best way I,
0: I can explain it. Yeah, I can only imagine what, what were your, uh, maybe not your day to day, but what was your schedule like working at, at such a, such a place? Cause I can only, I, I could assume maybe it's, you know, like a week on week off or like you probably had a chance to make your own schedule. What was, what was it? So you're the, an
1: independent contractor. So you make okay. your own schedule within parameters because they still have to have people there. Right. So you work a 12 hour shift um yeah so when you're in house you're working a 12-hour shift. you come in you doctor you are registered with the state like there's a whole background track there's a whole process that people don't realize those ladies go through um to be there and work legally so when you come in you know your first three days there you're not working you're going fingerprinting sheriff's office id checks federal background check Blood test, vaginal swab, anal swab, I mean, all the things like it's so invasive. And then they're like, okay, you either clear or you don't, that's what they call it. And I cleared my first time around. I knew I had nothing on my background. Um, I was always a safe person in and out of the bedroom. So (laughs) I didn't have to worry about any of that. And then they go, okay, we're going to pick where you work because they never close. So my first shift as a baby hoe was 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what okay. yeah that sounds so
1: I learned to love energy drinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, awful I'm sorry yeah you can't use like street drugs not allowed in your bags are checked when you come in that's another one of those tests they give you so when people are like oh they're dirty and they're on drugs and they're this you can't be it's all filed with the state. There's a big old book that keeps in the office. You know? So it's it's a fully legitimate business. And I didn't realize that when I went down there. Thankfully, I was prepared because they tell you everything to bring. But I was just like, wow. And it, the rest was history. I was just like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this work, you know, to be the only plus size girl working in at that point, there was 22 houses in the state. And I was the only plus size girl.
0: Wow. And you made it to that top ranking, the top booking.
1: Yep. Yep. Wow. And I hit all my goals. I had financial freedom by the time I left and started doing content online and found a whole new love.
0: So let, let's dig into that. You know, you you retired from the brothel your like the world is your oyster at this point. What was the first thing you did? Did you take a trip? Did you Oh, I travel took trips for a trip
1: Every month. <laughs> like I my rule is I work three weeks, I take a week off. So and that was something and then I didn't start that until probably eight months into what I would call my full-time being an adult worker and I realized I had to have downtime. I could not be working all the time. And so I was like, "What system can I use?" Because I still need to be available for people. And then I realized that online content, when you travel, does really well. <laughs> so <laughs> I just started booking trips. Like I'm literally posting a, a blog today or tomorrow, depending on schedule, <laughs> um, about my Fourth of July trip coming. So it's it's never changed. I decided I was going to travel and that was what I did.
0: <laughs> where, where are you going for 4th of July? What's it? cause it sounds like you have something big planned.
1: No, actually it's a road trip <laughs> <laughs> back home to Indiana. So I'm going to visit family that I haven't seen in years and they do just a big, I don't know what you would call it field party and set off their own fireworks. And it's, <laughs> so old school hometown. Like it's in a town you can see from one end to the other. I think the population's like 300. Um, everybody knows everybody. So, uh, it's, it's just needed, right? Like every once in a while, you just need to not do the trip to Miami or fly across the world. And, um, I lost a family member that was very important to me this last year. And so I was like, I'm, I'm going to make that a priority. And so that's what I'm doing. But even those road trips, my fans love to see, you know, also because I like to be naked most of the time. So I road trip and it always ends in something um, not very PG.
0: <laughs> but it sounds like you, you you make a meal out of that in, in a way where you are documenting your your trip. Before you get to, you know, the stuff that, you know, isn't PG, but you're yeah. you're showing like the landscapes and places you're going. And it seems like it, it's probably a lot of fun to shoot in that way.
1: The best way I describe it is, is there a pornographic end to it? Yes, there is. But it's a girlfriend experience digitally. Like, Oh, interesting. My fans don't come to me because I'm posting for full scenes. A day or a week, even, you know, they come because they have that person that will answer their DMs that gives you a real world, maybe not always well lit, maybe not on the best camera, but genuine experience, right? Like this is from my cell phone in my car. (laughs) So you can't get more real than that unless you're with the person and some of these people can't make that happen so there's an accessibility to another person in your life who cares about where you are and you want to see and you want to see them be successful or go places you can't go i did a disney trip last year and my fans didn't get to see a ton of it because it's disney and you know you have to be a disney adult But that whole week, I think I posted two what would be adult pictures. And it was one of my busiest weeks because I was me and they enjoyed the outfits because I love to dress up. If You can't tell I have. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love to dress up. I love to experience things. And they just want to see that.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like, I guess, as far as technical um, specifications go, sounds like something you really have to like dive into and get to know, you know, how lighting works, how a camera works. I I spoke to B York a couple months ago and she said something similar of, you know, yeah, I jumped into it, but the first thing she thought of is I need to know how to work a camera. I need to know how to do all of this. So what was that journey like for you?
1: So that lady is phenomenal. She has the best lighting and the best sets and aesthetically just she is top of my list like I have been a fan of hers for ever and I'm probably the exact opposite. <laughs> um, I know how to use my cell phone. I don't have a real camera. if I remember my ring light you're lucky. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very uh, amateur if, if I was gonna put any way even a decade into this it's the amateur, the real, shooting on your cell phone. If you were on vacation with your other half and you guys were going to take a picture together, or you wanted to see this monument, you're going to do it on your cell phone. Um, most people, I mean, there are people who have cool cameras and can do that. I can't, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) it's my cell phone. So they know that going in, um, just from following my blog, from seeing what I do, they see the, the aesthetic of my pictures and they're not, I do professional sets but I marked them. This was somebody else. <laughs> this was not me. <laughs> I had this photographer do it. Um, but I, I've had to learn how to use my iPhone in different ways, but I've not taken that leap of committing to next level content because I know I can't maintain it. I can't have a ring light and a professional camera and the time to edit. I mean, most of the time it's whatever I'm doing right. To OnlyFans or wherever, so taking this step, um, I'm in the process of getting onto mini vids and Pornhub. It's a whole new realm for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to sit down and edit. Like, <laughs> we're turning this into something. Can we hire someone to do that? <laughs> While they do that, I'm gonna go over here <laughs> and do this adventure. So it's it's definitely a different aesthetic, um, but it's worked well for me
0: it it sounds like it and and i'm really wondering how how much sleep do you get each night with basically i mean you not basically you have your own business you are creating you know these great productions and you're you're bonding you're sending direct messages and contacting through email so how much sleep are you getting on an average night cuz that sounds like a crazy day
1: so i try to shoot for 5 okay. um if i'm in bed by midnight that's a good day um because I'm up at four 35 to do gym and morning conversations because amazingly enough, I have a lot of clients on the East coast and right now I'm primarily West coast driven. So that's a three hour day. And so if I'm up at five, they're already in the middle of their day at eight, nine o'clock, um, or well-started interactions, well-started into it. So my days start really early and then they stay really late. Um, but again, I'm human. And so my fans will be like, hey, you've been posting a lot this week. Have you napped? <laughs> like, You should probably take a nap. We're all fine. <laughs> and they just they make it happen, which is awesome that they care. Um, You know, people all the time say, oh, it's just about the porn or it's just because you're hot. No, no, I'm not conventionally hot. I think I'm phenomenal. But it's so much more than the body. It's mind the connection that next level are there people who sell that yes there is but that's not me i mean you go to my profile the first thing it says is i am the girlfriend you want when you want so
0: that i'm exhausted for
1: my own (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: i I couldn't imagine probably maybe on an average staying up till 1 30 2 o'clock sleeping waking up you know a couple hours later and then immediately getting down to messages and connection so early in the morning.
1: (laughs) You learn to nap. Like I tell, I'm napping. So they know, like, don't, don't expect anything for a minute. Like I have a nap setting on my OF that just goes out and says I'm napping. So do not panic if I don't reply to you. Um, So I cat nap. I'm I'm definitely, you'll see me sitting too long. And I do the dad head bob. No, no, I'm watching that. (laughs) I, I swear I'm here. It's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> it's the second somebody turns the power off on the TV <laughs> that you're Oh, nope, I'm good. Turn it back yeah, on. Or
1: your phone slides out of your hand. You're like, oh wait, okay, I'm up. I'm yeah. up. I'm a I'm a napper by far. So that's I commend probably you what that. saves me. <laughs> I get eight hours over a twenty four hour period and one and a half hour naps. <laughs>
0: Shoot lunch nap yeah
1: shoot that's kind snack, of my nap. Day.
0: oh my god <laughs> well outside of you know your your business and and your work what keeps you happy personally I mean when you have that free time to truly enjoy something what do you like to do what what are you into do you go to the movies do you play games do you read what's your what's All your of it. All
1: um, of it? so that's <laughs> that's the thing about the approach I have with how I do my content is I'm pretty much always doing something I love. Like that's the focus of it. They support me to do what I love um, all the time. So sometimes I'll be like oh, I'm in a game now, and sometimes I live it, and sometimes I just game. But I like video games. I love shopping. I love cooking. Um, I write a monthly article in a swing magazine about cocktails and desserts. So I'm always trying new stuff there um and bringing it into the bedroom so how you can bring food into the bedroom and take that next sensation because taste is one of the few ones that we don't use in the bedroom quite regularly as a society um so there's that but when i have downtime i dress up i like to go to disney i i'm I'm a big disney adult um i've been trying to get more can Cons in. Um, I've been to two this year, just smaller conventions um, here on the West Coast. But any reason to dress up and go somewhere? uh, I think next week before I leave, I'm going to a dinosaur because it's Jurassic Park's 30th this year. And so I know right. Like don't don't say it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) I cried Um, a little. Right. So I got this dinosaur dress that I'm wearing with a whole dinosaur get up to go to this like animatronics thing that I'm super excited about. I live like I'm seven. (laughs) I go to fun places. I eat the food I want. um, I nap and have fun and play games all day. (laughs) So I really have downtime every day. Um, Probably once a month, I take a day off, like a day off and it means no anything and we take the boat out and we just we don't have service out there so I just tell everybody like we're on we're going out on the boat (laughs) I need a day and that day is just no tech and it's just a full refresher so that was probably the best thing I did during COVID was buy the boat
0: (laughs) yeah is it like a pontoon boat is it like a speed boat what kind of boat did you get
1: it's a yacht (laughs)
0: Oh, okay, Ashlyn. Okay. I know, I hate
1: saying that, but if I tell you it's a carver, people will go, oh, that's a yacht. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not big. It's only a 30 foot. Uh, it's it's not the ones we see on TikTok, right? Um, but I watched that for so long that it's like, there has to be something into this. And there is. I, I don't care if you own a pontoon boat. If you own a fishing boat, you have peace in your life. <laughs> if you're able to get out there, because it's the escape from all of the things, right? You can't mm-hmm. turn around in a restaurant and not see a TV or someone on their phone. So if you go where the phones and the TVs don't work, you get that reset.
0: Yeah, that, you know, that's when wonder- I took a, uh, an origami kayak out last summer and yeah, no phone. I mean, I had it with me, but it was shut off. And just embracing every it was so peaceful yeah and then a 30-foot yacht came by and just (laughs) swept me through the wind (laughs) i'm
1: really sorry about that
0: (laughs) it had sparks on the back of it it was really
1: Um,
0: that that sounds amazing not only you know the boat but taking that time to separate yourself from technology you know Mm -hmm. we we desperately desperately need that uh I do want to ask you as far as, you know. The the downtime you have and the we've kind of talked about this on the podcast recently with a lot of us now choosing not to, you know, have kids, I have plans on never having kids, I want to live my own life and I want to work and, you know, kind of build my own thing. Have you felt any pressure from anybody to, you know, hunker down like uh, like the rest of them? I know I get it from my friends all the time, like you, you should really have a kid. It, it gives back. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> what
1: are we giving back to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I have the best family support. So, you know, my family has two kind of, I would say, rules or bylaws they go by, and that is, are you happy and are you safe? Um, we, as a group, as a society, um, tend to ask, you know, what do you do for a living? Where do you live? What do you drive? instead of are you happy? Are you doing what you love? You know, and that perspective coming from my family just it changes so much. Uh, That's part of the reason this trip is really exciting for me is to just get back to some of that. Uh, So they've never been like, you need to settle down, you need to do nobody has these cookie cutter conformities, right? Like my mom is my biggest cheerleader. When um, I have nominations or I'm doing something. She's like, how can I help? What can I do? She'll send me stuff and she'll be like, this is for Ashlyn. <laughs> and, you know, I'll post something in it and she'll be like, I love seeing, you know, blah, 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 blah on you. So she's super supportive. My dad's super supportive Same. are you happy? Are you doing what you love? How can we help? Um, never, you need to settle down. You need to have kids. You need to wear less pink.
0: (laughs) Because that's crossing the line.
1: Right. (laughs) You know, I think I had a cousin one time who was like, you are always happy. And I was like, I have a lot of orgasms. So, you know, that helps when in doubt, masturbate it out. (laughs) I probably shouldn't write a life book.
0: I I, I don't know. I feel like that would sell quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs)
1: so you know I'm all for the do what you love and what makes you happy um if you have kids great but if you don't that's okay too if you want to be an adult star okay you know when I told my mom I was going to Nevada and and pursuing this this endeavor into full-time adulting adulting (laughs) she was like it's about time and I was like that's not most parents' response, and uh, I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "I, I see your lifestyle. I see what you want to do. I support you. You know, what do you need? Do you want me to drop you off at the airport? You know." Uh, she was just always there, and then we sat my dad down because you're like, mm. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> I come from a very Christian Midwest family, right? I'm from Minnesota. And in that though, you say that and people go, ooh, same approach. Is that what you want to do? Are you going somewhere safe? Have you done your research? You know, if you're not happy, what is your backup plan? Never judging and taking you down and making you feel worse. And I've I've always been lucky like that.
0: That is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard, how supportive they were and the, it is just funny hearing your mom say it's about time. (laughs) Like she'd just been waiting for it for a year.
1: (laughs) She was like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, you're not going to, she knew I loved horses and I loved being in that industry. And she knew I loved being a personal assistant that comes back to the whole wanting to serve and wanting to, to make people happy. But she knew I wanted more. And I loved that limelight and I loved being the center of attention. So <clears throat> that was when I came up with that. She was the one who used to watch Girls Next Door with me. So <laughs> if I blame anyone, I blame her. No, <laughs> I love her. Um, and, you know, to this day, she'll see things that we used to watch and bring them up. And she'll be like, oh, my gosh, you remember when we used to watch this? Or um, just most recently, she found the Playboy of my birth month and year. So I, she just sent me that with, and so that was just really, it's kind of one of those quirky things. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I guess most people would look at it and go, that's your mom, but it's my mom. And she's the one person I should be authentic with. And it's hard to live double lives. I know a lot of adult workers who can't do that. When they go home, they have to be somebody totally different. And I never had to do that. You know, I mean, we don't talk about it at Christmas dinner, right? Like, <laughs> most, most of the time, the family's just like, "Well, are you successful? Anything new?" <laughs> and I I tiptoe around it because kids and respect and, yeah. and re- but they're never degrading about it, and I've never pushed that boundary of making anyone uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it. <laughs> You gave me an image of uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but it was one of the 90s SNL sketches with Will Ferrell uh, on a gas tire. They play parents. And then I think it's Sarah Michelle Gellar usually their daughter where they're just eating and then they explode in arguments and they go back to eating and they explode. So <laughs> I can I can imagine how, you know, unfortunately, uh, some of the workers in the adult film industry have to go through that every time they go visit the people they love the most. So well, it's refreshing you- to hear that
1: who's gonna celebrate like my fans celebrate me and they're my amazing supporters and the reason I get to do what I do but I couldn't imagine going home for, and I'm gonna use Christmas dinner because it's you know general but going home for Christmas dinner and not being able to say I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in my industry I've been an award winner I've been a new light on things you know when I was working at the brothel it was So nice to go home and go, I was top booker. You know, I didn't have to go into details, but that for me was rewarding, especially when you're in a lineup of what I would call 30 Barbies, you know? And not that I'm not my own Barbie standard, but that's hard mentally, physically, emotionally over and over again. And so to go home and have that support where they go, yay for you. You know, now that I'm going this new route them reading my articles every month and being like, I made your um, I made this fluff, this raspberry fluff, and my aunt just loved it. You know, the fact that they are supportive like that. I wish everybody could have.
0: Yeah, it honestly So, I mean, there's I know people in the uh, I'm an actor here in Denver. I know people who act and are trying to act and they get so much flack from their family for just trying to pursue something different. Yeah. trying to be
1: happy. It's yeah. happiness, right? Like Yeah. Just because it's not what you want to do doesn't mean it's wrong. Exactly. So exactly. I I'm sure you guys go through some of the very same You know, we see it in TV shows all the time when they have an act person who wants to be an actor. Oh, Big Bang Theory, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> For Penny. <laughs> every, you know, every time she was like, oh, no I'm an actress." I'm not an actress. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not an actress. I'm a mattress actress, but
0: it <laughs> <laughs> um it's no it, it's definitely that way. So how how's your how's your day going? Oh good, I'm just waiting on this callback. You know, I think I really did good. And yeah. just how insufferable that could be to other people. <laughs> it's just right. an everyday thing. Right. Um, what what is what do the next five years look like for you? What do you want to accomplish in the next five years? Do you have a game plan?
1: So I really wanna hit some of those out of, I don't mean to say out of bounds because there are people who have hit them, but like awards, the competitive part of me has kicked in. And I'm like, I want to be favorite BBW on Pornhub in the next five years. You know, I want to, I won an ASN award a couple of years ago, but I'm like, I want an award shelf. So, when I am 80 and people come over and they're like, what is that? And I was like, that's the time I met <laughs> that really cool porn star. And that's the time my favorite dildo video won best porn hub. You know, like I just want to be that crazy lady that's in bright colors with a bunch of porn wards on the wall and <laughs> next to my brothel wards and be like, I was ho number one
0: i want that so badly for you you have no idea just the image of a teenager going to help out like rake your leaves or something and go yeah i went to to miss sparks's house and she has a whole wall full of trophies yeah for what i couldn't ask her after the third one (laughs)
1: exactly you know angela white's an icon in the porn industry right and after she won, um, I think this was the year, it was this year, she won best double penetration. And she was like, totally just, she's cool. She's just cool, right? On her Twitter. And she's like, yeah, y'all like me taken to <laughs> Something to that effect. Like, I don't have the wording, but just how she was like, I did that. I'm top of the game. And I just, I want some of that. Right. So yeah. that's, that's my goal. That and then my pictures, because I fangirl. I went to X-Biz this year. I wasn't nominated for anything. I went to get autographs and pictures with porn stars so I can put them up on my wall.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be this awesome wall <laughs> somewhere, and I'll have to share it at some point. But my goal is to hit that pinnacle in a new area. I've done the amateur content. I want to start doing the porn and clip work. And add that to the, the trophy case. <laughs> We're going for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I
0: just let's. I want to fast forward. You know, just years from now, seeing you retired and just showing off, and then a giant, like enlarged picture of the picture you and Angela White will take at some point. That's been autographed. Oh, I have it. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay, <laughs> I took <it>
1: this year, <laughs> and it's an awesome picture because I'm in this like pinup dress. Cause I, I really love the pinup dresses cause you get all the cool patterns, but I'm in this pinup dress and she's in this hot yellow number with her just beauty about her. And we're just glowing and giggling and she signed it. So it's already ready. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I've oh. in three hour uh, line for three hours to meet her.
0: Are you? Because I've never been to any one. I, I think Erica asked me this year if I was going to one on Vegas. I didn't know it was happening, but it'd be fun to go just to see.
1: Well, if you do, make sure you reach out to me because I'll be like, "Oh, let's go, fan. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, fan. Introduce together. me
0: to these people. What? There's so many. Why are there so many people lined up? What's going on?
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So she has one of the bigger lines there. You know, she's a titan in our industry, and so. There were ways that probably, yeah, I could meet her through being another talent in the industry. I didn't want to do that. I wanted the fan experience. I like both sides of the fence. Um, I do the same when I go to Megacon. I'm going to wait in line to see Darth Vader. It's going to happen. I'm going to wait in line to meet Angela White and have the experience. And you get to talk to people the whole time, right? Mm. Um, So it's just, it's a different way to go about it. And I wouldn't change it. I'm excited to go to Exotica. I will do probably one day at a booth and then one day being a fan <laughs> because that's what I do.
0: <laughs> well, uh, building off of that too, I know you have something in you know, your arsenal for this, but if you have a party story you could share with us. So something that hasn't necessarily occurred at a party, but something that has happened in your life that... You can remember just off the cuff because it stands out so well. You would easily tell it to friends at a party. Do you have anything you could fill our listeners in? (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, do you want to go from the ones that were in person with the guy who was obsessed with balloons? Or, yeah, I've done things with balloons that (laughs) you don't see in normal conversation.
0: (laughs) I, I wasn't flabbergasted until I really started letting my mind flow through what we can talk about the I might not want to look at a balloon for a little while, depending on what he's into, but you
1: know, um, so I, he was an in-person client and now he's just a fan online and the things that people will get aroused by never surprises me. Hmm. You know, there's things I don't do. And I'll be the first, I'm not a humiliation person, right? Like I'll never be able to talk down to somebody. There are girls who are phenomenal at that. And I will tell you who they are. (laughs) This guy came in and he was like, I like balloons. And sometimes it takes time to like get them to talk about it because they've been judged their whole life Um, or partners don't accept it, whatever the reason may be. So he's like, I like balloons. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like balloons too. Like, do you like the Mylar ones? Do you like the ones that you get at the party store? Like thinking we're talking, he just likes to have balloons around. I like to have balloons. And so he's like, no, I like really like balloons. So I was like, okay, I'm going to need you to break that down for me a little bit more. And over the years, I've been doing balloons for him for, oh my gosh, almost a decade now
0: oh my god
1: um so you're always thinking of something new right like are we putting whipped cream on the balloons now and rubbing them on or you know am I blowing up a different shaped one but sometimes it's in lingerie sometimes it's fully nude but from blowing them up and I don't shape them I can't do the animal shaping I always pop it and it wrecks the experience but (laughs) we've learned that I'm okay with the um different colored ones and now they make them with confetti in them so i can shake them and it makes everything else shake um so (laughs) it i always tell people i'm like when we go to parties because you brought up parties there's balloons and was like but how much do you like balloons do you like balloons enough that you would hump that balloon that you would try to put that balloon down your throat you know like what what is your line with balloons (laughs) So it's not your conventional story, but it, um, it's, it's <laughs> being that place where you can be someone's balloon baby.
0: <laughs> that is not what I expected at all in in the best of ways. And it's like you said, it's something that that person may have been judged for or felt judged for. And it's it's everyone has like a different thing. It's I'm laughing because it is so different like it never would have thought about that
1: he'll watch this and and hear me tell it and he'll be like oh my gosh you talked about me (laughs) like yeah like you're one of my favorite people because he's fun Mm -hmm. like beyond that when I mess up and something pops you know I used to edit that out on my videos for him um and now he's like just leave it in I want to see it all I want to see you being you and trying for me that you want to make me happy So there's a whole other side of it. Um, On a side note, you can blow condoms up like balloons. (laughs) I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) When you don't have balloons, wherever you are, when in doubt, blow a condom up.
0: I, I will say uh, there was a point in my life where, you know, a bunch of guys get together and we're idiots we decided to just slap each other with water-filled condoms to see if they would break. Mm -hmm. They do not.
1: (laughs) And that's why they're nice to use because they're stronger. It's hard to get, they're expensive to get the good, the good balloons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have to go to Party City uh, a lot of times and they're expensive or they're out of stock, you know. I've got a new thing with the confetti filled ones because I've kind of gotten, um, that's why I don't have nails right now because I'm getting ready to do a balloon video. <laughs> and the confetti ones, when they pop, it goes everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> nah, confetti and whipped cream. It's not fun <laughs> because you can't eat it. Now there's paper in it.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm sure. You, so I would hope that's in like a, um, almost like a quarantine environment where it's easy to clean up and not, you know, no,
1: (laughs) you You poor soul stuff. You start out in the kitchen (laughs) on something a little bit more restricted, but no, then you got to get exciting and we're taking balloons out on the boat or we're taking balloons, you know, to the backyard and balloons on grass. That's a whole nother story.
0: (laughs) I, um, I think you've unlocked a new like point of observation for me. Whenever I see, you know, a grown adult just admiring balloons in a public store, I'm going to be thinking, what's what's the game plan today? Right. What's happening?
1: Do they like the character balloons? (laughs) (laughs) That
0: guy's getting very forward with Goofy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How much do you like that pineapple balloon?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, this is going to be a horrible segue but I mean,
1: he's like at some point we got to wrap it up
0: no i just because i could i could talk i i love doing the show because you do fall into just a great conversation with other people mm-hmm. and i could talk to you all day but at the end of the day i got to save that for another episode that will bring it right. back for it. Well, um, the
1: next episode we'll have to talk about um some of the uh, interesting videos that you get requested to do, or outfits you get to wear. So.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, yeah. So you have to come back. Yeah. You have to come back to the show. I'll just email Erica and say, "Yep." But no, i rather
1: be like, "Can we just have a quarterly check-in <laughs> on what Ashland's <laughs> done this this quarter?"
0: Just <laughs> wear her dinosaur dress for the next yeah. one. So I have to know it's real. Um, <laughs>
1: With the matching earrings. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> there's a i don't think you can see it i'll move you a little bit but see there's the purse
0: <laughs> oh my god i just spit a little bit my god <laughs> that's awesome um i do need to see if you have um especially when it comes to your journey you you started your own business you you expanded into a whole new industry you didn't really know, you know, the ins and outs of before. But now, you know, we could say you're you're professional. You are somebody who's been seasoned for lack of a better description. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to see if you had any advice for somebody who is looking to maybe branch out and try something new, try a new career, uh, fulfill a, like an occupational desire they've wanted to pursue for a long time. Maybe they were nervous about it before. Do you have anything that you've held on to personally that you could pass on to them?
1: does it make you happy? Like find your happy and be yourself. And I know that sounds cliche, but when you're thinking about what you're going to do, can you wake up every day for the rest of however long you want to do this and do it and be happy about it and not, there. there's hard days and everything. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, can you wake up and go, I want to do this. I want to take my clothes off for a living for example, or I want to go scoop ice cream every day because I know the happiest ice cream parlor person in the world and she wouldn't do anything else because she's happy. So are you happy is, is the best I can say, you know, are you happy and be yourself? Don't let anybody tell you who to be because that doesn't, you won't be happy. You'll be hiding. So be yourself and be happy.
0: I think everybody needs to hear that and fully acknowledge that.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard some days when you're like, everybody else is doing X, Y, Z. Why am I over here wanting to do Q? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Why am I different? You know what? Just be different. Be different and be you and you'll be happy. Yeah. And then it will just grow from there. And it's not always easy at startup. You know, I quick tangent, when I started out, I did 74 lineups. 74 times lining up with 30 other girls before I got picked the first time. And I will never forget that number. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine doing anything else but this.
0: But all it took was that one, right? It took
1: that first one. And you're like, okay, I'm not (laughs) horrid.
0: Oh, no, no, no. No, because
1: it's it's so... Like, I still get emotional when I talk about it because I stood by what I wanted to do and I knew I'd be good at it. And now I get to look back and go, those are the moments that I went, is this what I want to do? Am I going to be happy? And I am.
0: I love that. Uh, and you know what? Coming from somebody who constantly does that for auditions and God knows what else. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And the rejection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: hard to work through the rejection. But if you're smiling at the end of the day, that's a, maybe not the end of the day. Sometimes it takes a few days to get over <laughs> things. But
0: <laughs> end of the week, you realize it's Friday, you want to get out of the house. And,
1: yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I, at some point, we're going to have to unpack all the similarities because just in our conversation, I can see so many things and I haven't known a lot of. Actors or actresses um, outside of this industry. So that would be a really interesting parallel to compare. Yeah. Three things we've already talked about between the the rejection, the waiting on auditions, the putting yourself out there. You know, you're basically like, "Hey, am I good enough?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need validation, both yes. you know, monetarily exactly. and spiritually. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I uh, I'm actually trying to figure out when to do it, but I want to host a digital or virtual um, roundtable discussion with, you know, members of the adult film community or the sex working working community and then, uh, you know, actors and just have a really candid discussion because I think there are so many similarities there. Um, Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And of course, you know, you're going to be back. So there's yeah, we'll just. Well, I'll talk to Erica. We'll we'll get it sorted out. We'll just
1: get it sorted out. But it, <laughs> it's definitely interesting to see the other parallels and to have that acceptance from what I call the vanilla world.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The very. It's not even French vanilla. It's just no, vanilla. <laughs> Every episode I give, you know, a shout out or a promo shout out to something in our episode notes. Wanted to see if there's anything I can give a shout out to for you, whether it's, you know, something you're going to be a part of. Maybe it's a charity that you really love, an organization. Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: So other than promoting myself is, you know, talk to the adult workers, sex workers, you know, around you when you're making your decisions in life that can affect them and not you. Um, there's a lot of advocacy agents out there that can take and help with that. Um, but don't be afraid to talk about issues with the people around you, um, because your choices may affect them and you may not even know if they're living a double life. So there's not a big, uh, nonprofit for that yet that I would point out, but just be kind to each other and talk to each other. And that's going to make a big difference. and. If you want to support me and my quest to be number 1 ho, <laughs> you can find me on the hub. I just started that and everything's on ashlandsparks.com.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I I do love that you brought up the advocacy uh aspect of it because was it last summer I had I had Siri doll on here and then I had Summer Heart this year and both of them just spoke volumes about Advocacy for sex workers and everything they're trying to do. So, uh, yeah, I completely agree with what you said.
1: And it's hard to pick like a national thing because everything can be so locally so that it just talk to people. That's that's the best thing we can do, because sometimes you may be like, I'm going to be hard and firm on this until, you know, someone it affects. Yeah. So All yeah. right.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. Well, this, I uh, unfortunately we do have to wrap this up because I've taken. Already an hour of your time. Uh, no, no, I love it. I'm a talker too, uh, which is funny because I'm shy most of the time. But for this, we're perfect. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to have you back on the show. I do have one more thing we have to do before we end, and that is what I like to call an awkward goodbye. Uh, <laughs> and I'll stop the recording part of the session from there. But uh, I do have to ask Have you ever seen the movie Wayne's World? I have. Okay. Uh, so that. <laughs> The uh, scene where Garth is left to his own devices because Wayne walks off the new corporate set and he's just kind of mumbling and, you know, doing the scanners thing. That is our awkward goodbye, but it's your version of it. So I'll do a three, two, one countdown. And when I point to you, just give us your best verbal and visual awkward goodbye, and then I'll stop the recording from there. Does that sound good?
1: It does. We're going to put a Midwest twist on that. (laughs) Because they take forever to say goodbye.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited. Here we go. In...
1: Oh, yeah, you got to go now. Well, don't forget your Tupperware there, and we'll see you next week. Or, you know, well, don't forget to come around when we're we're out there in the backyard grilling up and in, in barbecuing, and don't, oh, don't forget the casserole there. Oh, yep, 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 don't take, oh, we'll see you there. Yep, we'll see ya. You have a good, yeah, oh, well, tell your mom I said hi, and and be be kind to your neighbors. Yep, oh, okay, well, yeah, oh, yep, you, you forgot the hot dish. You don't take the hot dish Bob we'll see you there yeah don't oh no tell ma tell grandma I said hi oh your neighbor over there still owes me the weed whacker though so don't uh you know if you see him tell him I'd like my weed weed whipper back at some point you know but you can keep the Tupperware you can keep the Tupperware from the hot dish So there yeah okay okay yeah bye okay bye